Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Furious 7. I'm pretty locked and loaded. Wait, no, that's the wrong movie. It's not about being the right movie. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello, hello, hi. Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 187. Uh, 187. Not, oh, wait, 187? That sounds really familiar. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's probably because Fury 7 murdered the box office this weekend. That's that's the uh, movie we're talking about, and that is of course a <laughs> it's a Sam Jackson dark, movie too. It's a, very, it's a very dark joke, and it is a Sam Jackson movie. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we are talking about Fury 7 this week. I've been excited to be talking about Fury 7. Um, and joining us, we have a couple guests here. Uh, we have from Slash Film, currently wrapping up her Han and Giselle, Giselle Forever tribute video. It's Anji Han. <laughs> Hello. That's nice. Making it on Windows Media Movie, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and from Why So Blue and the Naptown Nerd, he's, he's he's driven fast and very furiously to get to this podcast. It's Brandon Peters. Hello. No, 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 Naptown Nerd. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was great though. Naptown Nerd. How are you both doing today? Fantastic. I'm terrific. Great. Awesome. Brandon, glad to have you back here. We we recently did the Too Fast, Too Furious commentary track, and yeah, I don't I don't know what you're having me here for. We're not doing a commentary on Furious Seven. <laughs> Every now and then, I like to get you in the actual. We like show. to get you on straight, yeah, straight reviews yeah. here. I don't think I have I, I don't think I've been here since uh, the RoboCop remake. Pro- yeah, that's probably true. But I left uh, that movie left such a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, we are not having Brandon back. Well, on we needed to have you back on just to you know give us the positive juju. Honestly, you're a substitute because we were going to have Jose Cordova, <laughs> yes. who generally joins us for movies that involve Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But uh, but he's unfortunately it. busy. But we got you because I've we've indoctrinated you into the Fast and Furious kind of fandom. <laughs> I, I want you to once you did your retrospectives and we started talking more about them. I do but, dig me some Fast and Furious. With that said, we also have Angie Han here, and this is her first time on the podcast, and so it's a uh, very happy You're to welcome. have you on. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah, I know. We, you, and I have talked about Fast and Furious in, in the past. When uh, as as these films kept getting better and more diverse, it's like this is amazing. This keeps happening. But uh, did you guys like talk in the underground uh, during your street races back in 2001? Yeah, the the street yeah. races between during San Diego Comic Con. You were driving your two thousand BMW two thousand two, and Angie was driving her like souped up Integra. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, so yeah, okay, get things rolling here. A few announcements first, and various show notes. Um, what's up? Uh, iTunes reviews and ratings. Good to get those. It helps out our show. It helps other people find our show. Um, be happy if you were to log on to iTunes, look up out now, Theron and Abe, and uh, you can send us a little star rating and a review. That'd be that'd be great. You yeah. listeners that enjoy us weekly, thanks in advance. Yeah. Um, what else? I just got back from WonderCon. 
I have nothing really to report on WonderCon. <laughs> There's so much. I'd love to say I saw Is that like good or bad. I, I can't tell. It's not bad. It's just more of there's nothing really of note that I saw. I saw some cool panels and whatnot, but nothing that's really like I need to like delve into things right now. When we have a Furious Seven review on the on the you know on the wait list here. This is true. Uh, but I did I did see the the teaser of the tease of the teaser for Sinister Two. So that was the, the 17 second clip. Yeah, that, that was readily made available online. So it was right. like it was worth being at that panel to see that. I guess so. Yeah, that happened. But no, I mean, Wonder it was fine. Like it was, I had a good time and everything. So yeah, that's that's all I really have for Wonder <laughs> Great wrap up. Um, yeah, I, I thought so. I thought it was it was succinct. Um, so yeah, that's it. Moving on. Let's get let's start the show now. Let's get to uh let's, let's get to Overbody, Abe, where we uh, ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast, and better get to no everybody. All right. So wasn't Abe, bad this week. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Abe, why don't you start yeah. this one off? Okay. If you guys could have The Rock do anything with you for one day, because he's incredible in the movie, I, I found him to be the most charismatic person. Uh, what would you guys do with The Rock for one day? Um, I'd have him make me like a lot of pancakes. I, I've thought about the cooking thing, too. That's what I got. I don't know. Brandon, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe go to, like, a theme park and, like, like ride on his shoulders all day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, he'd just carry you around on his shoulders? Like, act like I'm a five-year-old. Be like, yeah. I'm having a lot of time with this question because I'm like, what would I not want to do? Like, I just... I mean, that's I just, exactly correct, right? I mean, he's, he's so charming. You could do almost anything with him. I could go to a theme park with him. I could go to a movie premiere with him. I could just sit on the couch and, like, watch Netflix with him. I, I don't care. I just want to hang out with him. He would just read Pride and Prejudice to you on the on the couch. Oh, I want I want him to... I want us to try to figure out how to get in touch with Terry Crews, and then we could all hang out. <laughs> there you go. That's an answer. That's to a plan. <laughs> all right. Guys... <laughs> my question and i i've discussed this with brandon a bit what will fast and furious 8 be called i have no idea but the thing about this franchise that always pisses me off is how inconsistent the titles are so i'm getting a little angry right now just thinking about it they, you know they've, be they've shown up rambo with their naming conventions it's gonna be fast colon and colon furious colon eight and then in the in with a number eight and then when you watch the movie, it's going to be spelled out E I G H T. I think I think the eight is going to be flipped on its side, and both circles are going to be screeching tires. Just infinity. Oh. <laughs> Mine was pretty simple. I'm just calling it Octafast. I think that just that yes. it right there. That's really good. Yeah, it'd be horrible to like file in your you know DVD Blu-ray collection. Octafast. <laughs> I'm trying to watch the eighth Fast and Furious. Oh, it's under O for Octafast. <laughs> Or or they're just going to call it, like, you know, because they went from the Fast and the Furious to Fast and Furious. Maybe it'll be just Fast slash Furious. That, could, there you go. that actually could be it. It'd be Because it it'd be the start of the new kind of, if this one wrapped up things, this would be the new Fast and Furious, like, mini trilogy or mini arc, whatever. Yes. Honestly, I feel like at some point they're just going to start calling it, like, Fast and Furious colon and then, you know, all the usual stuff. Retribution, Rogue, whatever. <laughs> All the usual stuff that comes after the colon. You guys know what I mean. Resurrection. Yeah. Um, H2O. <laughs> it's just going to be It's just gonna be Halloween titles. <laughs> be the, the curse of Don Buster Toretto. Buster Rhymes is going to show up in like the 20th one. <laughs> the revenge of Dom Toretto. Fast um, and Furious. Race Wars. The final gauntlet. 
And then number 19 is going to have nothing to do with the entire series. It's just like this doctor in this hospital. Freddy versus Dom. I hope <laughs> Fast and Furious 8 is called Fast and Furious colon in space. I want, I want that. But I don't think we're, I think we're a couple steps from space. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I think once we're... Once we get to 10 when it's Fast X, then we'll go to oh, space. Fast X. Oh, good. Is Sounds a lot like Gas X. Great. 10. <laughs> Ten's easy though. I mean that that's just fast X. I mean that's yeah. or fast furious or whatever. You just put an X there and you're done. I mean thirty's easy too. Just three X. Dom's like, you owe me a zero G car. <laughs> I feel like if I got to hang out with Dwayne Johnson, I would ask him what he thinks the eighth Fast and Furious movie would be called. He's probably yeah. one of the few people that knows already. Yeah, he'd probably be like, he, You have to sign this first and then he, I can actually tell he you. He knows the next seven. Um that's seven. right. There will be fourteen Fast and Furious movies by the time we're done with them. Okay, I, I think we've sufficiently answered this question. So, with that said, that's how you play. Now, we're now everybody. All right, moving on. Now let's get out now quickies. Yeah. Each week on out now we have one main movie a week that we talk about. We always have other movies that we see during the week that we talk about. Seven o'clock now quickies. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was, that was pretty good. You read the entire thing too, so that's great. I don't read it. I don't write that down. Oh no, it's all from memory. Yeah, right, yeah, I got this. Abe, have you have you seen any other movies this week? No other movies, but I was watching Louie season four, and uh, oh, that's I, like a movie if you get to the that yeah, six, the well, six part yeah. chapter exactly. Yeah, so it it was pretty good. I I, I really liked the episode of the uh, uh, like the so did the fat lady. It's called so did the fat lady. I was like, wow, this is really well written. And then it goes into this whole entire uh, Louie back when he was smoking pot as a teenager, and then also the Pamela thing and. Um, yeah, man, that was some serious writing for his high school stealing triple beam balances. So you seen like the whole season then? Yeah, I saw the whole season. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, it was it's rough. Like you're just starting it. <laughs> no, no, no. I kind of watched it just like over the weekend here. Cool. Brandon. Um, theatrical adventures. I went uh, last Monday, and I saw it follows and. Ah. When when Aaron saw it follows, he texted me and said, "You're gonna love it follows," and he was right. So, well done, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and the award goes to Aaron Newworth. Angie, have you seen any of the movies this week? Uh, I saw Ex Machina actually, but that's oh. not out yet. So, should I talk about that or no? You can talk about. It. We'll talk about it eventually Just on the show. You can. You can blurb. Yeah, you can address it. When I first saw it, I thought, I thought, I, you know, I was like, I really liked it. I didn't love it. But the more I thought about it, the more I loved it. It's really, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil things. But basically the movie I thought it was when I started watching it is not the movie it ended up being. Uh, and I love it. So everyone watch it. And Oscar Isaac's a good dancer. I think that's all we really need to say. Whoa. I mean, on the same level as uh, Sam Oscar. Rockwell. And on the same level as Sam Rockwell dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Sam Rockwell dance more, so it's hard okay. to it's hard to say right now. But you know, <laughs> we haven't seen Sam Rockwell play guitar as well as uh, as Lewin Davis, so I suppose that he's got a leg up there. He did, he sadly, Oscar Isaac does not bust out a guitar and sing any folk songs in Ex Machina, but it's still very good in spite of that. All right, I um I saw True Story this week. The um oh the the James Franco Jonah Hill. Uh, courtroom drama, words that I like saying together in a sentence, and right. um, I I didn't really like it. <laughs> Interesting. Did you dislike it or you just didn't love it? I. It's hard to say I disliked it. I just didn't. I didn't love it, but I wouldn't really go as far to say it's very good. I I think the act. I think they're they're both strong in the film. Um, 
I just I feel like there is a key question that was that could have been answered that they chose not to answer um, in terms of the involvement of these two characters with each other. Um, but uh, otherwise, there there's I mean it's it it's directed for, it has it's it's not showy direction, but it's like it feels like oh this is like an indie drama with big stars in it like it it it's competently made. But uh, just I I wasn't I wasn't as into it as I was hoping I would be. Angie, have you seen the film? I have not. I'm okay. I'm actually really curious about it because I, to be honest, I don't think that I would like it that much just based on the trailers I've seen and stuff. But I I was curious to hear what you think. Is it boring? I wouldn't say it's boring. It's like I mean because it's just it's a straight drama. It's just there's the whole like the premise revolves around Jonah Hill playing this reporter and James Franco being accused of murder. It's based on a true story. It's called a true story. And but when Franco was caught, he was using he was using Jonah Hill's name in the like his report the reporter's name. And I don't feel like the movie ever gave me like why that happened to begin with, even though we get all this other stuff that, you know, is interesting, but just that was never completely taken in by the time it got to its end. It's like, all right, well I feel like the, I missed a few steps here, but I don't know. That, that that's been my reaction to it. I wasn't a wasn't a huge fan of true story. Despite good, I mean, they're both good in the movie. That's that's the thing that kills me. It's like there's there's few things that are wrong with it from a performance standpoint and a direction standpoint. It's just I guess the kind of the way the script came together. I wasn't huge on. So I think true story. I think that opens this week actually in limited release along with Ex Machina, which we'll uh, hopefully be able to talk about next week. Yes, talk about it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you guys all think of it. It was amazing. Oh, you've seen it. Good. No, I haven't. He hasn't seen it. I've seen it, but I, 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 Abe and I try not to tell each other what we thought of things beforehand. So, um, so yeah, that was out of quickies. Yep. All right, let's get to movie trailer talk. We discuss some of the newest movie trailers of the week, when they're coming out, and what have you. And because we're talking about Furious Seven, we figured why not get the other kind of big action movies of this year out of the way, uh, kind of grounded action movies out of the way. And so we have first up, Mission Colon Impossible. (laughs) Colon Rogue Nation. Um, I, I think it's actually a, a like a dash or like maybe a, it is. Like yeah, it's Mission and Colon Impossible Dash Rogue Nation. Fair enough. Okay. Why? Why and, has Angie's no taking, person, Angie's yeah. pitching on quick because we do like pronouncing I, pronunciation. on We this do show. love that, but I, I honestly wonder like why has no like you know like newspaper service given us so much credit for using the correct punctuation and grammar in movie titles on a podcast. I assume the Why? Webby Awards are going to create a category such as that. We'll okay, I, I, we're waiting for a nomination there, Webbies. Yeah, But yes, we are talking about MI5, and uh, this is the latest installment in Mission, the Mission Impossible franchise, of course. It stars Tom Cruise once again. It's written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who's been like BFFs with Tom Cruise. He uh, wrote, wrote and directed Jack Reacher with him. He's been involved on his other movies, including Valkyrie, and Edge of Tomorrow slash Live Period, Die Period, Repeat Period. I didn't need to do that, but I did. Um, and, um, <laughs> and this film is... It's another Mission Impossible movie. Um, what did we think? Uh, let's let's start with uh, Brandon. Brandon, what did you think of Mission the Mission Impossible trailer? Come the release of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, whether... I, I highly doubt it's going to... I have my doubts that it'll completely like disappoint or anything like that. I think it looks like a fun time, but come what may of what the actual movie is, at least I got this awesome, awesome trailer that I really love. This trailer, the music works great. The the whole Fuji's thing in there, it just it just works for me. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm psyched for the movie. Like, there's other movies like 
you know, the Avengers you get psyched because it's the Avengers and, you, you know, you're going to see that movie anyway, but getting to see footage like Star Wars, oh, it's Star Wars footage, but, but cutting something together like this is just masterful and I think it's extremely well done and I'm, I was excited for the movie before, but now I'm just, I can't wait to see it, especially like in IMAX with him hanging off the plane, which is going to be the new climbing up the glass building scene. I like to think Tom Cruise is a huge Fuji's fan, and he chose personally chose the music for the trailer. Yes, they had, they had something else, and he came he and he's like, no, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. Yeah, like, knowing how involved he is, that could be true. I mean, I guess it's, like, dark spin to things, and it just works. I mean, you're seeing, like, little bits of, like, action sequences that you just, oh, I want to see more of this, and I, I don't need another trailer. I'm sold. I'm, it's, it looks just awesome to me. Angie, thoughts on the trailer? I liked it. I don't know. I wasn't as excited about it, but I don't think I'm as maybe into the franchise as some people. Um, I mean, I loved Ghost Protocol just like everyone else did. And this trailer, I was like, oh, maybe it'll be another Ghost Protocol. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. That's like not a very exciting answer. Basically, it's pretty much everything I thought that the Mission Impossible trailer was going to be, and it delivered, and that's great. But, you know, I'll wait and see. I'm looking forward to the movie, so there's that. Abe? Yeah, for the most part, I'm excited to see it, too. I mean, I thought the Ghost Protocol was a really good job by Brad Bird and the entire team. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise, like what you said, Aaron, they've teamed up on a lot of things. Most recently was uh, Jack Reacher. I really like that. I think you and I both really like that more than the uh, the general public did um, because it was fun and it was kind of cheeky. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see this just because... It has Jai Courtney's best Jai role. Courtney's best, yes. <laughs> Jai Courtney's in this movie, too? No, in no. Jack oh. Reacher. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Jack Courtney and Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie again? This is going to be great. Werner Herzog with a cameo? But, no, I- I'm excited to see this movie, and I'm excited to see uh, where they're going to take it, because Tom Cruise is like 52 or whatever, still doing some pretty amazing work. In Scientology years, he's that's that's based on what I saw in Is there a real movie. thing about how old they are? Okay, I haven't no, seen I'm, the... No, I'm making that up. Right. Um, and I fully... I, and that said, I, you know, I, I enjoy Tom Cruise in his, in his movies. Um, and I am a fan of this franchise. I uh, will even put up an argument for Mission Impossible 2. I enjoy watching these movies. Um, I am a huge Christopher McQuarrie fan. Uh, beyond, like, usual suspects, The Way of the Gun is one of my favorite movies ever. So <laughs> just him now helming a Mission Impossible movie... And seeing just a trailer that just shows these like giant like just basically trailer shots, it looked awesome. I was very I was very much into what I was seeing. There's a there's a shot of a motorcycle where he just like kind of collides with another guy, and like the next shot is like this motorcycle exploding in the air somewhere. It's like that's just yes, I want more of this. And from I can only hope that like the the two minute trailer. I doubt that it's like ruining anything in, in terms of like what's going on, but it just. I get so excited from just, like, this two-minute mo- sizzle reel of, like, impossible stuff in a Mission Impossible movie. I, I hope the rest of the movie can kind of live up to the – what's going on. That said, I love that all the cast is, like, coming back. I mean, once again, Simon Pegg and uh, and Jeremy Renner are back in the game. But it looks like Ving Rhames is going to be, like, more involved than, like, you know, his two minutes at the end of the Ghost Protocol, which was very disappointing to me. Um, they needed to have beers with somebody. I like what those like requisite older actor is now Alec Baldwin. He's taken that task apparently. Like we, we'll get we... to see Alec Baldwin say your mission should you choose to accept it. <laughs> Looking forward to that. 
it's a weird rundown when you look at like the the backlog of Mission Impossible, like the older act, like you have Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins, right, and, yeah. and um, Lawrence Fishburne, and then Tom Wilkinson for like two minutes before he gets killed. It's like <laughs> now Alec Baldwin's joined this rank. <laughs> so. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Mission Impossible, sorry, Mission Colon Impossible Dash Hyphen Rogue Nation opens July 31st, um, and uh, yeah, so that's that. Next up. Um, in the kind of exact opposite direction in terms of the tone of the trailer, we have Spectre. This is, of course, the... What is it, Brandon? The 24th Bond? Yeah, the 24th official James 24. Bond film. Whoa. The 24th James Bond film, once again directed by Sam Mendes, who, of course, did Skyfall, once again starring Daniel Craig. Um, and this movie happens. <laughs> this is a, we have a, tr- a very cryptic trailer that sets up some kind of shadowy organization. Um, and Christoph Waltz is involved. And I love that his face is in shadow, even though we know it's Christoph Waltz, because who else talks like that? But with all that said, <laughs> hey, let's start with you. What did you think of the trailer for Spectre? Uh, I'm, I haven't seen any of the Bond stuff. I mean, I think that I've only seen one of the really old ones when we did a commentary on it with Sean Connery. Um, you mean in terms of most, the old Bond movies? Yeah, in terms of like the, the previous ones, not the Daniel Craig version stuff. The Daniel Craig stuff has been pretty good so far. Um, not really one to judge, but kind of like how Angie, Angie felt about uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. It's kind of how I felt here. It's like, yeah, sure, I'm going to go see it, but I'm not. it's not as though I'm, I'm waiting and salivating to see it. Angie? Uh, I adored Skyfall. I thought this trailer was kind of boring. Um, but the thing is, I'm not, I don't know that much about classic Bond, and I got the feeling that this trailer would be a lot more interesting and meaningful to me if I did, because I know it, like, calls back to some of the older stuff. But not having seen it, it was just kind of, you know, people saying cryptic things and us pretending like we don't know that's Christoph Waltz and, you know, then there was a ring that I was like, oh, it's Hydra. No, wait, different franchise. Um... (laughs) And yeah, uh, I mean, I think that it's going to be great. Like I said, I adored Skyfall, so I have so much faith in this movie being good. But that said, the first trailer didn't have that much. And as you pointed out, it's the exact opposite of the Mission Impossible trailer, which is like, here's two minutes of like amazing, crazy shit that we're going to show you. Or this one's just like, let's just take it slow and just kind of show you images of people looking really somber. That was the other thing. It's a very like kind of downbeat trailer, which um, I liked that Skyfall was really, I thought that Skyfall kind of, did did a good job finding the balance between it being like a little grimmer and grittier than some of the previous Bond iterations and still being really fun. And I thought that this one seemed kind of like mopey. Brandon? Um, at the same time, I was like, I was surprised, you know, oh, they, they, they was impressed that they had enough footage to craft some sort of trailer that made sense. But at the same time, they, they don't have enough footage to make like a really exciting trailer. Is what I got from this, and it's just kind of—I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it just is what it is. I, I'm worried about some story connections that they may be forcing. Um, you mean with, with Mr. It, White and stuff? Oh, uh, well, with um, fan favorite po- apparently, Mr. White. Since yeah, featured favorite, heavily uh, in the trailer. Not, not so much Mr. White, but the, the whole um, photograph with uh, somebody's head burned out of it. it looked like he has like a. a Maybe a stepbrother or something. It's like, yeah, we don't need that. Um, John Bond. <laughs> yes, uh, but Dave. I'll, I'll wait. I've. I mean, I've. I love James Bond. I'll, I'll be seeing it. Um, the fourth James Bond. Like when a guy goes his fourth Bond, they tend to be um, crazy ones with like Die Another Day, Moonraker, and Thunderball, uh, Thunderball being uh, people who have gotten to four. Um, 
But uh, we'll see. This one looks like it's going to be paying, like, loving homage to a lot of stuff, too. So You forgot to mention Timothy Dalton's fourth Bond film. Oh, wait. I'm oh, sorry. yeah, in my imaginative world where I got that one. But um, <laughs> in 1993, Timothy Dalton and Colonel Sun. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's not enough to go off of right now, but it's enough to like start stirring up the excitement, I guess. That's basically where I am. I mean, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the trailer just because I was so like disappointed with the poster because I was there oh was yeah all, there was so much like hoopla about there's a big poster reveal coming and it's just like oh Bond is like dressed like Archer and holds the gun. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like a good, he's actually he's dressed like he's dressed like Roger Moore in um, Live and Let Die. Live and Let yeah, he's just yeah. like a classic Bond, which is obviously Archer's going for that in various styles. But it's like that's the, kind of the impression that guy's like, oh, and he, he looks slightly pensive. Very big stretch for Daniel Craig in this movie. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the trail. I mean, it gave me. I I I admired the kind of rigid hold upon continuity that this Bond seems to be going for, since they're bringing back Mr. White again and continuing on this arc. And now they have the the Spectre license to work with, um, so they can you know incorporate some classic Ian Fleming elements into the series. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. At the same time, it's like, at the end of Skyfall, and I think, Brandon, you and I and Scott and Abe, we were talking about this, where it seemed like it took three movies for Bond to become Bond. And they had like two false starts and possibly a third. Yeah, and now it's like, all right, we could be just moving on to like random Bond adventure, but now it's it's like, nope, nope, this, this Bond is definitely beholden to the various plot setups from the first movie still. So, Do you because think a lot they of... all have to tie together. What Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, do you think a lot of people remember Mr. White? Because I remember that because I had to write about that for Slash Film, that he was coming back. But if I hadn't written that post, I think I would have watched that trailer and been like, who the fuck is this? I think Bond fans certainly would. But yes, in terms of kind of general audience, given like all the actors that are in this movie, it seems a little odd that Mr. White is the one you put the spotlight on for the initial teaser trailer for Spectre. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and he doesn't look like the Mr. I mean, like you could you could mistake him for a different actor with just the way he yeah, looks. Yeah, he doesn't even Spectre. look like Mr. White. Yeah, he looks like Hazard, like slightly grizzled, unshaven, unkempt man that Bond happens to be heavily <laughs> interrogating in a movie that stars... Dave Bautista, Ray Fiennes, Christoph Waltz, Ben Wishaw, Naomi Harris, Andrew Scott, Rory Kinnear. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of other people. Monica Bellucci. There's a lot of other people that you could have like brought up. He reminded me of like John Hurt in that one Harry Potter trailer. There you go. He goes yeah. down where he's just like haggardly and like, oh, something bad's coming, James. But, but who knows? That I was mean, actually it's... him playing the android in the space station in Aliens, just like thirty there years later. I, I, it, it's not as if these Daniel Craig Bond movies haven't been successful. I mean, as much as I. I'm not a fan of Quantum of Solace as much as Brandon wants to argue against that point. That movie was hugely successful, and that movie does begin with, and you know, Casino Royale and those, those, both those movies very much rely on on Mr. White to a weird extent in some ways. So maybe there are people that are just like, oh, it's that thing again. Like I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I see. mean, with 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 Connery, they they started with Spectre and two the first two movies. They went away from it in the third and came back hardcore in the fourth. So that essentially. With the quantum group, it looks like that's what they're doing, and then probably spinning it into Spectre somehow. Oh, yeah, it'll just be a throwaway line. It's like, oh, you thought, Mr. Bond, that we were talking about quantum, but in fact, quantum was a, you know, (laughs) it it was a cover for Spectre. Quantum in Russian is Spectre. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of which, Spectre opens in theaters November 6th this year, and uh, yeah, so that's happening. Bond skis. I mean, that's what the pictures indicate to me, and that's always something I look forward Making to. Making Daniel movies. Craig official. Yeah. You're not official until you're skiing. That's that's the Bond way. Or involved in some snow shenanigans in some sort. Yes. Yes. Because Dalton never skied. He just did a cello case. 
and um, Lazenby, I believe, was bobsledding. No, he did skis so and he did bobsled. Ski. He yeah. had a lot. Of, there was a lot of snow. In yeah, that's ride. all he did. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's uh, let's get into it now, guys. Let's get to the main event here. Let's get to our main review for Furious Seven. This time it ain't just about being fast. Can somebody just walk me through what we're supposed to be doing? Yo, Roman, you need some fresh air? <laughs> just when you didn't think it could get any better, huh? Alright, so that should have been some of the trailer for Furious 7. This is, of course, the seventh entry in the action car racing franchise with Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Wayne the Rock, the D is Silent Johnson, and many others all getting back in the game for another ridiculous adventure. This time the guys and gals are up against evil Jason Statham and screaming Jaimon Hansu in a plot that takes them to exotic locales and eventually back home to L.A. Plenty of action takes place under the direction of franchise newcomer James Wan, and it's exciting, exciting stuff. Uh... Angie Han, what have you thought of the franchise up to now, and what did you think of this film? I haven't seen all of the movies, um, and the and some of them I have seen, but not recently. Uh, but I loved Fast Five. I liked uh, Fast. It ended up being called Fast and Furious Six, right? I can't even keep track anymore. Yes. So, yes. Well, and on the this poster, one, but in the film, it's Furious Six. Yes. See, so infuriating with exactly. the titles. Yeah. Infuriating. Ah. Um, this one I found immensely satisfying and, you know, I was a little bit worried because of the Paul Walker thing, because of, you know, having a new director and also because Han and Giselle were my favorite characters, as you mentioned, I think at the top of the show. And I was just kind of like, oh, without them, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it was really satisfying. It's still there. <laughs> this, this franchise employs a lot of people that are not good actors, but that you still <laughs> really like, like Paul Walker. Um, and Michelle Rodriguez, wow, not a not a good actor. I mean, everyone loves Don Elmar. He's yes, in this <laughs> <laughs> yes, Iggy Azalea's like two second cameo was you know amazing. Obviously, they brought back Noel G from the first Fast and Furious film, yeah. and they even said his name, Hector. Yes. Uh, the, the part that that part that pissed me off, I tweeted about this, was that uh, at one point someone's like, "It's not enough to be fast," and I was like, "Say, say you also have to be furious," and then they and then they don't, and I was kind of upset about that. <laughs> uh, Brandon, what did you think of the film? I thought it was a lot of fun. It's, um, it's a movie. It's not a perfect movie, um, but it's pluses like massively outweigh some of uh, some of its really obvious shortcomings. To me, I had a lot of fun with it. I think um, the stakes were pretty good there, but um, to me, I you know, there, this movie was compromised, and you sort of have to give it that. But like, I, I if you've ever like edited a film or like know a lot about how movies are made, it's it's very apparent that you know this film was compromised, and you can see it's a very tight film and very direct. Like, we go here, we go here, like it. it, it with a lot of miscoverage on some in some places, but um, it's re- it's also kind of neat in that fashion, spotting sort of that stuff. And um, uh, o- overall, a real fun movie. Um, I think the way they handled uh, Paul Walker was like uh, really great and beautiful. And like you know, for a, for a Fast and Furious movie, when you're feeling a, a really touching moment at the end, it was kind of crazy. I'm like, I've kind of moved, and this is a Fast and Furious movie, but. Um, 
one uh, loved that he kind of kept what Lynn had established, but did you know add his own touches to it. And there's a new aspect, the action, some of the car chases kind of felt fresh and different to it. And um, I just kind of, yeah, I really, really did enjoy myself through it. It was a long movie, but it, it went by really fast and, and furiously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Before, uh, before I get to, we get to Abe and my thoughts, uh, I'm going to read from uh, Jose Cordova, who, was, uh, who could have been on this show, as we do like to have Jose on whenever Jose. we feature yeah. a rock based movie but uh, he did send in some thoughts I'm going to read them now he thought Furious 7 was great the series continues to do two things really well insane car action and rewarding longtime fans of the series the movie does have some issues though Jason Statham is an awesome addition but the way he moves in and out of the plot is a little strange Kurt Russell is also an awesome addition for who from a plot standpoint is kind of random at certain points I also felt like the transitions from one scene to another were a little jarring finally Dwayne the Rock Johnson is sidelined for way too long on the other mm-hmm. hand, there were so many things I enjoyed. The action scene in the middle of the film is fantastic. I like the way the theme of family continues to be a focal point of the series. I continue to be emotionally invested in the romance between Letty and Dom, and I really like how their story continues to evolve here. James Wan brings some interesting camera work to the series. I like that Deckard Shaw has bombs and explosives as a specialty. This felt like the end of the series in many ways, and with that feeling in mind, I enjoyed a lot of small and not-so-small callbacks to the other films in the series, like Race Wars, Dom's Love of Corona, Brian, Lucas Black's cameo, Brian remembering the sandwich he bought from Mia, and Brian driving under the big rig during the final action sequence. All in all, really fun movie and really emotionally engaging one for me. So thank you for that, Jose. Um, Abe, what did you think of Furious 7? So for Furious 7, it's uh, it's a pretty entertaining movie, and basically it's it's just a comic book come to life. If you've enjoyed the past three editions of the movie, or of the franchise, I'm sorry, then you're going to probably enjoy this one as well. Like what Brandon said, there are shortcomings. I kind of gave it a pass on some of the things, um, because uh, the dialogue isn't all there. Dom has like these heroic one-liners, which kind of seemingly sometimes come out of nowhere. Um, he just says it for whatever reason. Um and like what Jose was mentioning, there was a lot of performances from a lot of different actors that I enjoyed, but they're limited on their screen time. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is there. He's there kind of just bookending the, the movie. Um, Kurt Russell's there. I'm not really sure why he's there either. And then I, I thought Jason Statham was a really good addition. I just wish that there was more of him in the movie. Um, but again, that doesn't take away from the action sequences and whatever else. Surprisingly, I I kind of liked uh, Justin Lin's direction better uh, on the car chases, the car driving sequences in general. Um, while I found that uh, James Wan, he did a pretty good job, but um, it almost was somewhat of a repeat of Fast and Furious 6, Furious 6, whatever it's called, um, because they had to have that one action guy instead of uh, the guy from The Raid. Now they have Tony Jaa, who's amazing. But uh, not amazing enough, according to Paul Walker. Is that what he said? <laughs> no, oh, what, he's no, too who, slow. Who, who yeah. won that fight? Yeah, he's, <laughs> well, he's too slow, apparently. But uh, yeah, I just felt as though there were some some you know some things that they kind of just threw in there as easy. Uh, I don't know, uh, easy crowd pleasing moments. But uh, for the most part, it is a, a pretty good way to end uh, a franchise's existence. Uh, basically, the Paul Walker stuff. Because um, I I thought that they're going to do something cheesy and lame like what I've seen in other movies. Like there's a big explosion in a building. It's like oh no, Paul Walker was in there. Um, but no, they they handled it very very well, and even I was surprised. And uh, it was kind of touching, um, or not was kind of it was very touching. So 
Um, kudos to, to the team on that. But for the most part, it's an enjoyable film. Again, there are some things that I didn't really like about it, but I'm pretty sure that they can hash that away in uh, subsequent series follow-ups. I, uh, I heartily enjoyed this movie. It was just It had everything. It has action. It has drama. It has romance. It has suspense. It has more action. It has some sci-fi. And then there's more action again. Like, it just... It, there's so many... It, it tries to do, like, everything... And while it's not, you know, in- incredibly successful at everything, it does a lot of very, very good things, mainly just be very entertaining. And I love that about this film, and that's what I think the majority of these films have done quite well. Um, I've talked plenty about the Fast and Furious franchise in the past and how I've, 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 I've loved it for a long time, even in the lesser entries. Um, but I seeing, like, a movie like this that is, like, this kind of... It, it just has like so much going on it's so much of it's ridiculous yet i'm like enjoying every aspect of it because it's just so silly fun i'm happy to be experiencing that and i i love this movie that has it brings to the series kurt kurt russell jason statham tony jaw and jaiman hansu and they're the they're the supporting characters like that's how like amazing this cast is to me and i think the ensemble is just so like wonderfully utilize this and there's there's less of them like compared to fast five and fast six there's less characters to work with so you actually have more time to spend with a lot of the kind of core characters from the cast which was neat because you have paul walker in this movie and yes that's a you know that's uh, that's a thing that this movie had to struggle with in terms of how to work it in but he's a co he's a co-lead in this film like it's not like they be just because of a tragic event that happened that he was suddenly diminished in his his role here, like, it feels like he is a very big part of this movie still, and I, I really appreciated that much as I appreciated the kind of way it was very indebted to him. It very much wanted to be a movie for Paul, as they put at the end there, and it's mixed, mixed with just all of the action. I was just very immensely satisfied with this film. Yeah, not only do they give him a good send-off, but I thought that considering the horrible circumstances that they're working with, they did a really good job of kind of keeping him in this movie and making it feel seamless. Like I was looking to, I was kind of looking for the scenes that he wasn't really in. So I was able to pick them out, but I mean, it's not that hard. Like it'll be scenes where he's like never quite in focus or like you never quite see him head on. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if I, I feel like like the average movie goer who doesn't watch as many movies as we do, wouldn't really think about it. I've, no, I've, no, you're I've, right. I've Absolutely. constantly said that I think if if you didn't know that Paul Walker had died, you would not know watching this movie until maybe like afterwards someone told you like, oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and they I do, would agree with that. And they kind of work with it. I've noticed. I noticed uh, that what they did was they give him an arc, and then the parts that he didn't get to shoot, they they just have other characters talk about him while he's like kind of wandering around in the background. And it sounds like it would be really clumsy, but I was actually really impressed at how well it worked. Yeah, they, well, they did have that one scene um, where they, I think they were flying, and and him and Vin Diesel had a scene together that obviously wasn't the scene that they intended it to be when they shot it. But it was, a, I mean, maybe people that don't watch a lot of movies aren't going to notice it. But it, Diesel totally led the whole conversation, but they kept like editing in little like one line responses from Paul Walker and like random repeated shots too to make it look like he was just kind of, like they were having a conversation, but really it was just. 
a big Vin Diesel monologue with little interjections from you, Paul you Walker. Say, you say that, and I get, like, if, if it wasn't shot, like, all the way through, it wasn't shot all the way through. But at the same time, it seems like there was a conscious effort to make a plot involving him and his involvement in well, this yeah. kind of life yeah. before there was even a circumstance involving his untimely death. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I think the, I think it was, to me, it kind of felt like it was their way of throwing it in there to try to to fit it. Like, I, I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, based on just the setup of the of of Brian's opening in the film, just the way that you introduce him into the film, it already seems like they already had a plot in mind of, yeah, dealing with the fact that he's a family man now. Like it, it right? I, I don't know what the other version of the movie is before he, you know, passed away to. He goes back to the FBI yeah, yeah, again because he loves the bullets. Third time's a charm. See, the I feel like the whole the whole bullets thing was something they came up with to add. I can just imagine see. it being tinkered with. It just seems Tinker, like it was, yeah. there was already an aspect there that they were working with. Yeah, which... no, I can agree with that too. Which is just, hey, by the way, you know, he's got this family thing, uh, and now he's just a family man. I mean, again, his his opening scene is he's in a minivan, right? So yeah. the thing is, is that was really had, funny. It was funny, yeah. yeah. So. With where they had the character, it was really, it was easy and seamless for them to take that direction. Yeah, for, like, for so sure. it, yeah. it wasn't like out of the blue, no. Right, right, yeah. So that that's again, that's why I think that it's it's fine the way that they had it. Uh, they had to do it post the fact that Paul Walker passed away, but at the same time, they were like what Aaron said. They were probably already gearing up for a, a departure of some of these characters just to close out the series. Because as what Aaron said, he's he's basically like a co lead in this movie, so. As the leads go away, I mean, the series and the franchise just naturally goes well, away, this, too. This, I mean, this franchise is going to keep going. Like, they're, they're like, they're oh, there's like tons. There's making... tons of many roads as to okay. where they could go. Yes, and we'll, we'll get to there <laughs> because Brandon and I have discussed some avenues yes. that the Fast and Furious franchise could take at this point. But with that said, let's get to let's get away. I mean, yeah, good job handling Paul Walker. Very touching and everything. But let's get to some of the other stuff here because this movie is insane. And I wanted just to start off the insanity – Jason Statham in this movie is terrific. Like this is the, this mm-hmm. is a very good role for Jason Statham to be playing, and it, just moment one, the movie already gets into ridiculous mode where you you reveal Jason Statham, and then you have this opening credit sequence, and I wonder every everything that logically makes sense makes no sense in what he's doing, where Correct. he's trying to say goodbye or that he's going to get revenge on someone to somebody else. And then we get we get to him. He's walking through a hospital that he apparently like tore to pieces so he can get to this person. It makes no sense whatsoever, but it's like it's so like weirdly entertaining to me. I just I feel like that that one line describes the entire movie and really the entire franchise. It makes no sense, but it's so entertaining. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I I can't I, I I don't understand people that get on this if they want to get on this series for anything. I don't know if the 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 world's logic is one thing to do at this point because is. Abe said, this is very much a comic book movie. Like, yes, it's yeah. grounded in real world to a, a point, but that's more just, like, that happens to be set on Earth. Like, there's nothing really else that grounds this movie in a logical sense of reality besides there's it's gravity. Like, <laughs> it's barely set on Earth. The cars are flying, like, a, a shocking amount of the time. Because they have to be more than just fast. But Paul Walker does <laughs> say, naturally, that cars don't fly. as they're going through three towers in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Cars they say it repeatedly. Dumb. Like that little like five year old kid says it too. <laughs> Cars don't fly, Dom. That's foreshadowing. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of foreshadowing. That, that Chris Morgan, he's his screenplays are airtight on these movies. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Uh, but no, I, I do agree with you that Jason Statham. He's really good in there. I again, there was a lot of ins and outs. Um, so they've got to go through. They've got to intersect a lot of storylines. 
And uh, I would have loved to see more of Jason Statham because the scenes that he's in, they're well acted. Plus, he's doing a lot of action in those sequences. And they're just really cool. They're fun. I mean, that's kind of the, the driving force behind this entire, uh, this particular movie is because of what happens to Luke Evans in the other one. So now you see uh, what happens when Jason Statham is hunting these folks. And he's really good. You, you say that you, you wanted – and I can't disagree that I would want more Jason Statham because he's Jason Statham and I like seeing him. And if there is a flaw, I do think it's because of having both Jason Statham and Jaimon Hansu as villains yeah. where it's like we could probably just use Jason Statham and that would be plenty. But this movie wants to up its ante. That said, what I like about the way they utilize Jason Statham is that he's kind of like the Winter Soldier in this film. Like he just kind of pops up at various times and becomes this kind of – horrible flying the ointment for everybody else yeah he's, he's just... yeah he's a winter soldier interrupting a mission impossible movie yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i felt like jaimon hansu's uh job in this just felt so he, he felt so superfluous like i'm always happy to see him and whenever he was in it it was fun but also every single time he showed up i was just like oh right he's also in this movie yeah. and if you ask me like how is he involved in the plot i'm still not really sure he well, was he was replaying his role from uh, How to Train Your Dragon too. He just wanted yeah, yeah. control of everything, and he was he, screaming a lot. He was yeah. trying to get the alphas. That, that's you, really what he was just, trying to do. But if you understand that as his motivation, like he has like a weird vendetta against them that goes beyond that. That doesn't really make sense. And yeah, it, it seemed as though he had been uh, interacting with Dominic Toretto before, uh, but we just never really were privy to that. So I found I, that to be I, kind of kind of difficult to understand and follow too, because. There's a part where at the end he's just like, all right, we'll kill Toretto. And then just, well, why? why? Like, do, what do you have against him? If it's just if it's just Jason Statham as the bad guy in this movie, then you don't get to travel to exotic locations that haven't had fast cars chasing around. In. Yeah, it, it's just dumb <laughs> and Jason Statham. basically like, why we have their cars together. They're either going to have tea in England or they're just going to go and uh, eat Subway sandwiches in Los Angeles. We know we're just facing off with Statham head to head, but... We can't, you know, we gotta, we gotta travel in this movie. So here's some BS, and uh, we'll just bring it back in front of you again. So I mean, they just they need to do more than just the Statham attacks them in random spots in L.A. It's basically I do what like they have. A, There's no hiding this fact. I, I do like that they just insert Kurt Russell's character, who plays like this kind of government spook person, right? <laughs> who like yeah. want, who needs to who needs to involve the best criminal race car drivers he knows in order to get something back. <laughs> hey, man, they're really good drivers. They're not killers, okay? I, I, they're, they're... If there's one thing I've learned from these movies, it's that our government needs a lot of help from race car criminals. <laughs> like, ones we would basically wear... all be f***ed without these people, yeah, right? Ones who wear shirts with no sleeves, preferably. Dom hates sleeves in the movie. <laughs> he He's got, like, $50 billion, yes. and he has shirts that looks like he just ripped the sleeve off of them they're frayed at the edges there you remember back um, in the days when dom just used to rip off dvd players yeah <laughs> yeah i do remember those you days know, right. we were talking about this on the too fast too furious commentary where like the highlight stunt from the first film is that this, <laughs> they drive under a car and this film they're parachuting out of airplanes <laughs> and then they do drive under a car like they're like yeah look at this Ooh. well he, he even calls it out paul walker's like throwback and he's like <laughs> You guys um, sound a lot like Tyrese, Tyrese's character right now, where you're just like, this is where we were, and this is this, what we're doing now. <laughs> uh, great segue into Tyrese. So Tyrese and The Rock, they have some great lines. I think they kind of bring the comedy relief. In I addition like to Rock wrote his own lines. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're kind of, I, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more, even though 
um, I think I forget who's there, either Aaron or, or someone else, but basically, you know, you have time to focus on the main characters of the, the franchise from way back when. I think it was Aaron, actually. Um, you know, Tyrese has some really funny lines. He brings some comic relief to a movie that is, it's it's kind of a, a downer movie to to some degree. It's, it's not. It's weird. You, yeah, I agree because it's like it's a fun movie, but this is a movie that involved that's you know focused on the deaths of certain characters right. in past films and funerals, and there's already a, a yeah, specter and, of death with Paul Walker. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, when you when you get away from every every fun thing that we've just said, I mean, what's happening in this movie is that uh, Han has died, and now this guy is going to try and kill all of them, and they got to do something before they all die too. So with that being said, sure, it's fun and cheeky, but then the overall threat of it, which I think Brandon talked about with the stakes or uh, something like that, um, is there. But, you know, there are some good comic relief lines uh, from Tyrese and also from The Rock, and uh, I kind of wish that there was a little bit more of them in the, in the movie. Well, the, this movie is very Vin Diesel heavy too. Like this, I mean, this is a big time Dom Toretto movie. Which has like, never there's been, a lot of time with him. Which has never been the biggest plus in a Fast and Furious movie. I would say I don't think he. I mean, I like Vin Diesel, but I don't think he works when he's bouncing off everybody except Michelle Rodriguez because they have a you know they have a relationship. So it's not like fun banter between the two of them. Yeah, and that's I mean, ha- so having a smaller ensemble cast to work with, having more Dom. Is which was a lot of my problem with Fast and Furious, the fourth one, which is my least favorite of the franchise. I mean, it, it's very Dom heavy and it's very melodramatic because of it. And in this movie, you get a Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez romantic subplot that you know they're already together and everything, but they're like dealing with drama about her having to remember things from her past and whatnot. And no, it's not a it's not it's not a series of well written scenes that really communicate a sense of love. I mean, fortunately, Diesel and Rodriguez are decent enough together but not the best, and so it just kind of, it slows things down a bit in a movie called Fast and Furious 7, so it's... Yeah, technically, there's there's no fast in the title, so it's not obligated to be fast. Uh, yeah, because this movie's more than just fast. So. Well, does, um, does, speaking of um, other people, does Lucas Black win an award for um, biggest, um, uh, quickest age jump in one scene? <laughs> <laughs> They he did, they did really good. They he did went as good as they could, but I mean, they he did do as good as nine the years. They like, did a good. You know what? I was happy just because they're playing that most deaf song to introduce it, and I really like that song. It's like the beginning of Tokyo Drift, and they use that for yeah. that scene to like set it up. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll have it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it pass. And you know what? Poor guy, he, um, Sun Kang and um, oh, what's her name? Um, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot are credited. Higher than him, and there are pictures. Yeah, they have the archive footage. Sun King is actually in it for a second. I think you literally only see her in photos, and also for some reason, nobody ever like says, "Oh, she's dead." Isn't that kind of a bummer? Like they talk about his death a few times, but nobody ever mentions her. It's weird. Evans is alive. There's a good chance she could be hiding somewhere because she had the same. (laughs) Well, if if Michelle Rodriguez is alive, I mean, it's a good chance that she could be hiding somewhere. Yeah, if Michelle Rodriguez is alive, there's a chance anyone's alive. Maybe they're maybe they're ascribing to the Marvel motto: "No one ever dies." (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, look, I was waiting for an Eva Mendes cameo. There wasn't one. I'm surprised, but she's in Miami, so I mean, it's understandable. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about The Rock that much because he's not really in this movie that much. But after Furious Six, where he, you know, he's less sweaty, I I was happy that he was brought back into Furious Seven sweating. That's the first scene you see. <laughs> he's, he's just in the office. He's, he's in the office at like midnight. 
with an end- Under Armour like compression shirt with like sweat in the middle. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> it's really warm in those offices. Um, but- I mean, he has a government job. They're not rolling in money. They can't just have it be sixty degrees in the office all the time. Yeah, clearly, that's, that's, that's a great point. He so between the, him, Jason Statham, and Vin Diesel, all of them get to fight, and it, they're all awesome fights. <laughs> like I really. Vision hubs, right? That's right. I'm also the last man on earth whose computer you want to be hacking into. I'm here for the team that crippled my brother. There ain't no damn team. It was just one man, and he's standing right in front of you. The lady was right. You are a terrible liar. We haven't even talked about the the half hour car chase that happens in the mountains in the middle of this movie. That's amazing and maybe a yes, franchise that's highlight. Like, yes, but before that, seeing a Vin Diesel Jason Statham fight was amazing. But then, or yeah, seeing a, yeah a Vin Diesel one, which was like operatic with the choir with voices. The choir, oh my gosh! <laughs> it's but seeing Rock and Jason Statham just fight in the in an office that's comprised apparently all of glass like there's no like there's no walls it's a in this modern office. it's a modern office it's a modern office that exists just so like two heavy brawlers can just smash into it over and over again <laughs> it's just it's fun and J- i think james wan's choreography of these scenes is really well handled and he even brings some like fun camera tricks in here with the kind of the rolling around the rolling cam it's just right. it's fun it's really fun yeah, i do some... want to talk about oh i'm sorry no, no, no go ahead angie uh, I do want to talk about his direction, though, because one thing I didn't like about James Wan's direction is that he's not that good at the uh, sort of like one-on-one fistfight ones. Because they hired, they brought on people like Tony Jaw and like Ronda Rousey, and those are people yes. that, you know, they are really talented. Like, I could just watch a video of them just doing nothing but moving around for two hours. And I was really disappointed that the way that the their fight scenes are cut, it, you almost can't tell how talented they are. They kind of hide it. That's like, exactly I felt what like... I was going to bring up, too. And, uh, I mean, that's a great point, which is Jason Statham knows how to fight. He's, like, got a black belt in karate. Ronda Rouse, he's, like, an MMA champ. And Tony Jaa, if you've seen The the Protector? If you know who Tony Jaa is, you yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. But, like, like what, exactly what you said, and I, I'm, like, super enamored by you saying this, um, is just that they they do, the, like, the, the quick cuts. And it's kind of sad because they are really good fighters, just naturally. So if they had panned out a little bit or just... Uh, zoomed out a little bit, it would have been uh, probably even better. Yeah, I mean, they did that in the earlier movies, and it's disappointing because, especially the Ronda Rousey one, I think for some reason I noticed it the most, but, like, the way that they were cutting around it, I was like, you didn't have to hire Ronda Rousey. You could have hired any actress to do this role just based on, like, how much of her talent you're showing, and I just just thought it did I mean, it was still fun to see her, but I thought that the movie did a real disservice to her talents. And that's kind of what I was bringing up, too, which is... uh, I kind of miss Justin Lin in some of the, the direction shots because of the fight where you have uh, Tyrese and, and Sun Kang uh, in the mall or in the subway in the sixth one uh, yeah. versus the guy from the from the, the raid. And it's like, this is a well-done scene. It's kind of, you can see everything, and then you can see how there's comedic elements to it too. Uh, whereas this one, it's it's a lot of the uh, the quick cuts. And again, as a martial they're, they're artist, a more, they're a lot more serious fights. They're like they're, they they're, are. They're totally yeah. different. Where I think the fear, the fight you're thinking of in, in 
in six, I, it does benefit from having, and it also there's also like the Michelle just visually, versus, like, Carla, yeah. Car, uh, Carla Gina, or Gina, Gina, Gina Carano. G- yeah, yeah, right. Carla Gina. <laughs> I, I actually the the Tony Jaw Paul Walker one I kind of like because I kind of got what he was going for. In the, I enjoyed they that were, fight They a were lot. both fighting in like a tunnel, like both fights. They first fight on the bus, which is a nice enclosed like long space, and then they they bookend it with a fight in a stairwell that's supposed to be mimicking that bus with the different end of the fight, and I thought they were doing really well. And the the second fight, I, I felt they were obviously um, missing a lot of Paul Walker footage and trying to do their best yeah, with yeah. someone that wasn't there. And I Even really, then, like, I really be... liked the nods to the, the, how those fights both bookended each other, and you know, and they worked out really well. They were kind of the same fight, but with you know, different outcomes in in, in completely similar environments. So I, I really did enjoy those. But the Ronda Rousey fight, I, I'll say, yeah, it was. I mean, the Carano fight in the previous one was was better, and I was expecting something similar to that in this one. And it it was it was fine, but it quick, didn't pan out. Quick question: Who's the better actress, Ronda Rousey or Gina Carano? Gina Ronda Carano. Rousey, at least I I enjoyed her in Expendables three. I so I was I thought she was going to bring more here, but her couple lines were pretty dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you showed up. It's like, all right, <laughs> great line. Yeah. Okay. So th- that aside, the at the the car based action I do think is terrific, and especially oh, yeah. that midsection of the movie where they go from parachuting to planes to that's an all timer right there. No matter what the series is, and having formations in play. What what I've I've gone on to just acknowledge about the series that it's that it's. It, it's not what I mean. The tension's there, but this is very much a. It's a very theatrical action experience when it comes to these movies at this point, where it it's about it's about focusing on how hilariously precise so much action is in this, where cars can arrive in places just as they need to in the nick of time, <laughs> and people can bounce around on. Th- I mean, this is a movie where The Rock falls out of like the two story building and is fine, and Vin Diesel like does all kinds of stuff. That's because he worked out so much. Exactly. That's yeah. the only, the only reason. And um, they also pass people through jumping through cars. Yes. Yeah. At, <laughs> at, at high speeds. At high speeds, doing donuts. They, I mean, they they say I'm surprised that worked, but um, the, the that that's that what mount- keeps it grounded. Yeah, exactly. that's what keeps it realistic. Exactly. They're still surprised it works. Chris Morgan, I'm telling you, he's a, he's a genius at the screenplays. For these Airtight movies. screenplays. That's Airtight. From Aaron Newer, but that, right? that that mountain chase is so like just just it's so just. It keeps going, and it's it doesn't like I feel like the finale of this movie is overlong, but the midsection that action sequence it just is so it's just so tightly paced, and there's so many different aspects to it that I loved about it. There's the cars taking on these formations, the other cars that have like their own little weapons, and it's just it's insane. And I loved every and then Vin Diesel's like, I'm just gonna drive up a mountain to like end this. And Please put on the helmet. I'm gonna drive up a mountain. Oh my god. One of the things I didn't like about that scene is just I there was no um there, there was no real conclusive number of cars there. So when Disagree. I was seeing there were there were no no, no. There, there were four in the back and then like one in the front and then like the big bus right yeah uh, and then they get rid of those four a couple of them come back later there's like even more black Mercedes and then that's you realize after everything's already ended that's when they got the the backup came at that point that's, that's what I'm Hansu's saying crew was like exactly Jamin Hansu's crew is there so I was like oh well okay or I guess that there's I'm just gonna go with it because uh uh it's it's a movie so what's there to go with first they had, they had to set up convoy that they weren't planning on having cars parachuting onto a road to chase after them and then they're like oh this is happening no I, I have no problem with the Tyrese you know alpha double alpha plan but it was just... <laughs> so let me get this straight. There's only one road that leads in or out. Sheer drops on every side. 
A motorcade from hell protected by a small army from one mile in either direction? Yeah, that's about it. This right here, my friend, happens to be the stupidest idea I've ever heard of in my life. I, I forgot that you were the only one to bring the plane down. No, no. The only thing I've ever seen him take down was uh, no knees Denise. Remember? At prom? Really, Brian? Yeah. You're going to do that right here? So y'all trying to get me off my point. The counting of the cars was a little bit uh, out of out of sync for me. So I just, at some point I was just like, all right, fine. Yeah, it's, it's a black car. I got it. Just go for it. Okay. <laughs> well, I also felt like... like um, during that, so, like Tony Jaw was on the bus, and then I'm like, okay, I thought he was on the bus. Maybe he's not on the bus. And then, oh, he's on the bus. Okay, like he <laughs> like, disappeared on the bus for a bit. Oh, he, he wasn't got driving out, probably, it, right? Yeah, maybe he was knocked out. But I was like, I was, I was like, okay, is Tony Jaw here? I'm, like, he, I'm sure he didn't come onto this movie to get to command people on a bus and then get knocked out. Yeah, but then he and then he popped up. I think that he was uh, speaking to those folks in Thai, by the way. So good, good job on him. That's what he does. Yeah, he fights and he speaks in Thai. We he fights and he quote unquote acts. We haven't talked about ludicrous bridges at all in this movie, by the way. But he does kung fu. That's he yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. By the way, here's a, I should have asked this for Nova, buddy. Who gets uh, Ramsey at the end? Is it is it ludicrous or is it? Uh, Tyrese. It's me not caring. I, think I felt like Ludacris and Tyrese, like as much as they like to bicker over her, they like each they like each other too much. There's no like There's yeah. no rivalry there, got it. I, I feel like really though they're in love with each other and Ramsey is just kinda there. But right. I, I actually liked her a lot. I thought she was a fun addition to the cast, and it's kind of having having a character there that is actually like genuinely like what the fuck are you doing does make it more enjoyable. And she's played by, uh, what's her name, Natalie Emmanuel. Emmanuel, who's on Game of Thrones currently. Oh. Um, yeah, it was, it's a fun addition to the ca- given that the ensemble was, you know. It's given a, that it's the ensemble has, yeah, it's it's starting to get rid of people. It was it was nice to bring someone else in the mix. But it still remains a very diverse movie overall, which is something I've continually admired about this series. Yeah, um, it's impressive that, like, they lost Paul Walker. They're, like, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, like, you know, everyman, white boy person. And instead of being like, we have to cast another white guy, they're like, let's, you know. Well, I know she was cast before, but, you know, I, I still think it's Well, they have nice one. They have Lucas they didn't... Black. He's on deck. <laughs> I, 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 I'm willing to bet he joins the team. He's waiting to guys are they, blonde they, and wear blue contacts. Yeah. Well, no, they, they signed him for, like, uh, like three movies when they brought it back for this. So it's I, just, I'm pretty it's sure. a scene in each one where Vin Diesel goes to Tokyo <laughs> yeah, for three goes, minutes. Just, just to get some more information about Han. Yes. <laughs> I heard Han I, I know a parking lot in Tokyo back, full of information. Yeah. Each time he goes back, he just gives like one more piece that he found from the crash site to, to Vin Diesel. Where does uh, the series go next? I mean, that's that's what I wonder now too. I mean, there's a lot of like Kurt Russell's around. Like we, we get right. some, he, well, he, can, he can easily give him a mission. That's what that was setting up. It's like, okay, I need your team again, Dom. It's me. Yeah. I mean, they also didn't do away with the, the villain from the last one, Luke Evans and Jason Statham in this one, which is surprising because the entire parking lot collapses. And guess but, who else is in jail? Cole Hauser from Cole Too Fast and Furious is still in jail. John, or- John Ortiz is still in jail from Fast and Furious. Um, there, there's, there is a yes. There's a there lot is of a, folks that, that can. So there's re- a jailbreak movie waiting to happen, is what yes, you're saying. There's a yes. Suicide Squad, Fast and Furious in the making right now. <laughs> oh like, God! With, it, could, it could be they could they could all get together and they could compose the anti team even more so than in Furious Six when they had like the anti versions of everybody. <laughs> 
And that was adorable. I love that. But um, I don't like where does this? I mean, the 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 action's so just crazy. It's, I mean, we talk about going to space, but it's like where do where else would they go? Like, I generic mission. Like I, I don't know. I they could bring Giselle back. She fell. I mean, Luke Luke Evans just fell off the plane. That's that was his end in the previous one. That's what essentially happened to Giselle. So yeah. and we never saw the body. We just saw Han cry. We saw Han really upset about it. That's for sure. Did we see Han's body? Maybe he can come back. I want to. Come I mean, back. we saw him in the bloody in the car, and then he blew up, and it was. I mean, I, he could pull a Michelle Rodriguez. Who knows? Yeah, if she can come back fully intact, like not even injured, then well, she some... lost her. She lost her memory. That's more yeah. than injured. <laughs> did, we, did we know? Han, did we know Han's last name was Solo? Yes. This? Yeah, I think it was already established. Is that okay? Oh. I, I feel like Gal Gadot is a little bit busy with some other franchise that she's currently involved in, so I don't know if she's going to have time Ooh. to make a Furious movie <laughs> at some point. Um, Kenyo, though. Um, anyway, any other thoughts on Furious 7? I feel like we've gone over this movie pretty sufficiently. Did you guys like Kurt Russell? I didn't really talk, we didn't really talk about Kurt I Russell. I did. I, I loved, um, I enjoyed their beer talk, and they brought back, uh, they had a callback to Coronas yeah. with Dom. And I thought it was a little... He when he first came on, it was a bit awkward, but it slowly found itself its place in the movie. And by the end, I was just like, and I was loving Kurt Russell. What's good about it too is that it's they don't really take his character overly seriously. They don't give him like super serious lines. He's a practical joker. He's kind of just like, hey Dom, I'm, I'm surprised that your team actually was able to accomplish so much because they are all pretty dumb. <laughs> and that's yeah, basically that what he was saying. He's more big trouble in Little China than he is. Yes, the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. You get Ramsey, you get the God's Eye, you get Shaw. Well, that's the windup in the pitch. Now that I've given you this incredibly sensitive and highly classified information, what do you think, Toretto? I think you already know what I'm going to tell. Good. But it'll be my way. And my crew. I assumed you might say that, which is why I've taken the liberty of gathering your team. And he's no—he's not a roadblock. Those characters can essentially be roadblocks or challenges, and he's just all for watching these guys do their thing. Yeah, he's an enabler so, of, of chasing the yes. bullets. <laughs> That's what he is. Yes. I wonder if his role is like his role truly is in this final film what it was intended to be in the original script. There's like a lot of you know, there's a lot of questions like that, but I wonder with him if his was truly fully that it it seems like it's fully encapsulated in what this film needs of him it does i, I had read a rumor that he was like brian's estranged father at one point too Interesting. oh yeah i forgot about that rumor that was a while ago and that that he was gonna uh, there was a rumor that he would be the villain of fast eight and that's why he was brought on for a smaller he's, part he's here the, the real father of jason statham and uh kevin's Okay. So I, I was I was kind of waiting to see if there was going to be a twist with his character, but there, were, there I mean, you'll see if you watch we'll the movie. To, we'll have to wait around, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the villain of the next one. I think that he, he's kind of like amoral and like ambiguous enough that I could see it going in that direction. It, it could go into this civil war direction between Dom and Kurt Russell. <laughs> okay, so you guys keep talking about like comparing to comic book boobies, but one thing I liked about this movie is how just like not seriously it takes itself. Because oh, sure. I feel like oh, comic yes. movies lately are so mopey. Like everyone who has superpowers hates having superpowers. And what I loved about Furious uh, 7 is just everyone like delight oh i'm sorry am i allowed to curse no go ahead <laughs> we had it okay <laughs> sorry 
So everyone just like really just delights and like, yeah, we're going to fly our car, our, our car out of an airplane and then we're going to fly it from building to building. And it's going to be amazing. And everyone just seems so happy about it. I think that this I, you guys keep talking about how serious this movie is, which really surprised me because I didn't think it was serious at all. Well, to be fair, the, I haven't talked the theme, about how much serious the theme it is. is serious. No, it, we, we've talked about some of the dramatic, the dramatic scenes being a bit dour. But I mean, all in all, this is a fun movie. Yeah, it is. I've said Basically. the words ridiculous many times. Um, <laughs> I think that when I was watching the because I had my notebook out and I was like taking notes and when I was watching the one where they fly the parachute one i think i literally wrote down this is the stupidest shit i've ever seen <laughs> and i absolutely meant that as a compliment any other thoughts on fury 7 before we move on go Good. see yeah. it yeah go, go see it all right I, well yeah we'll get to that then i guess in terms of ratings when should people go see this movie i feel like we should all we'd all say go see this movie in the theater right yes. yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's a really fun movie to watch with the crowd actually oh for sure mm-hmm any scene that involves Vin Diesel and Jason Statham running at each other in slow motion with car parts as weapons. That's, that's a their good. cars were like, <laughs> their cars looked like they were having sex. It was weird. That, that's, that did seem the culmination of like them driving into it. I like, by the way, I do like that. They're like, they're both guys that play the game. They play chicken, but they're neither, they're ne- they're not guys that are going to turn they're, away. Yeah, exactly. So, and, yes. the, and the, and the end result of that is exactly what the end result should be, which is just cars crashing into each other. And guys yeah. But Hey man, one of them's got reinforced steel. And then one of them thought it was going to street fight. And it was. <laughs> so that's furious seven. Okay. Let's, um, <laughs> that's a movie. I'm good. I can't wait to see it again. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's get to real quick before we move on to other fun things. We'll do another slightly fun thing. Our sponsor, uh, Out Now, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com. There are thousands thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any kind of MP3 device. And you can get a free audiobook uh, if you go to audibletrial.com. There's... I don't have a book to recommend this week. <laughs> I, there, there's, some, there's something out there, I'm sure, that you can find. You can get it for free. You can try their service for 30 days. If you don't like the service, you can get rid of it, but you get to keep that book that you downloaded for free for free. So, with all that said, be a winner. Read free. or listen. AudibleDraw.com. Podcast. Okay. Moving on. I think it's a little time for out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. And uh, we have a lot of – we got a good – portion of feedback here abe got a good chunk here this is where we go over the various facebook questions and answers that we received on our facebook page facebook.com slash podcast and uh abe why don't you start us off sure the first question we ask everybody is what's your favorite five and above entry in a film franchise for example fast five and beyond and uh things of that nature uh, philip writes half-blood prince because it does the best job of capturing the spirit of the books out of all the films uh, justin writes probably the bond franchise or star trek i don't accept star wars as they have the three that are just okay. Um, and then uh, he also adds, the X-Men series is pretty good, but some are not so good. Jason writes, The Empire Strikes Back, Fast Five, Rocky Six, and Goldeneye. Uh, Manish writes, Half-Blood Prince is my favorite Harry Potter movie. What a Half-Blood Prince club. I, 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 yeah. don't, rem- I don't remember that. The book that. is so much better than that movie. The, the book is pretty good. The book, I don't they remember that all the good stuff of the I, book. Which it's, one? The, it's the one where they have to go find the... Uh, the, the, the Half-Blood Prince? No, 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 no. They, they've <laughs> got to go and listen to the, um, uh, the whatchamacallit. Ah, oh, man, what's the, water, the word? The Watergate tapes? No, yeah, essentially where they have to go down to the archives and they have to go listen. The prophecy. They've got to go hear the prophecy. And uh, that's one we're serious. I thought that was five. That's no, that's five. That's Order Wait, of the Phoenix. Which one Half-Blood Prince, Half-Blood oh, Prince is the yeah. one where they have to go into the cave and then, like, Dumbledore that's has to, like, right. drink that, like, drink. and. You're right, yeah. It, yeah. It's the one where Snape turns. The book is way better. He turns left? He does turn left. Yes, just like Zoolander. Zoolander. Okay. 
Uh, Tyler writes Friday the 13th Part 6. Jason lives. It's great. Can't be fun. Do you agree with that, Brandon? I know you're an expert yes. on this. Yeah, okay. yep. okay. that's a fun one. Okay. Uh, David writes... Second favorite. Second? What's your first favorite? Four. If you ah. see one Friday the 13th movie, make it four. Okay. David writes, I'd like to... Uh, I do like the later Harry Potter films, uh, and the best Freddy past Dream Warriors, New Nightmare. Well, yeah, New Nightmare is awesome. Yep. It's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, lastly, friend of the show, Jordan Grout writes, Die Another Day. Okay, okay, moving on. Uh. <laughs> Do you guys have anything just off the top of your head about five and above uh, that you guys are fond of? Uh, Fast Five would be pick right there. <laughs> I, mean, pretty... I, I had Deathly Hallows Part One is my favorite Harry Potter movie of those. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's part one. Seven, seven Part One, right? Yeah. Yeah. I stick by that one. There you go. You're wrong, but okay. <laughs> Azkaban's right behind it, if that matters. Azkaban is fantastic. Um, okay, well... What's yours, Angie? You can say it. My favorite Harry Potter movie? Yeah. Azkaban. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That is the one that captures the spirit of the books the best. It, no offense really to does. your listener. No, I, I, I agree with you. Um, the next question we asked is, uh, who is your favorite character from the Fast and Furious franchise? Manish writes The Rock, but he's my favorite in anything. So, yeah, it's pretty accurate. Uh, Matt writes Bow Wow's Hulk car. Tokyo Drift. Yeah. April writes Letty, and Mike writes Roman. Too Fast and Furious is my favorite of them all. Sticking your head out for that one, okay? <laughs> Too Fast and Furious, favorite of them all. Um, next question we have is, what actor should join the Fast and Furious franchise next? And we got a host of answers here. Joshua writes, Optimus Prime or any of the Transformers, a dude can dream. Manish has Carla Giudino. <laughs> I'm surprised she hasn't been it yet. Uh, Joe Jones has Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, and Jamie Farr. <laughs> Um, go for the smoking the bandit crowd, or, or is that Cannonball Run? Cannonball Run is it Cannonball Run? Okay, I think so. Uh, Maxwell has Clive Owen or Danny Trejo. Yeah, Adam writes Jai Courtney as his Divergent character, Kristen Stewart <laughs> as a cool stoner woman. That's a, that's random. Okay, Willie has bring back Ricky Yoon. Uh, Jason... He's dead. <laughs> so is Michelle Rodriguez. That's a good point. Uh, Jason has Brian Cranston because Walter White versus The Rock is something that needs to happen. A lot of bald love for that one. Uh, Mike Jones has Andrew Lincoln and David Lyons. TV love there. J- Jate Man has Kieran and Shipka from Mad Men. Uh, Rob has. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see that now. Okay. So has... Oh my god! I want. I want this. Um, Rob has Liam Neeson's and Bruce Willey. Uh, Christopher has JCVD, head of a Belgian drug smuggling ring, being the, bringing the gang back to Europe. That'd be kind of cool. James has a Stone Cold Rock reunion. And lastly, Justin says everyone that was in the Cannonball Run. So there you go. So two votes for the for the Cannonball two votes Run. Cannonball Run, apparently. So Burt Reynolds is, uh, is due. <laughs> Nice. Uh, and then we asked uh, if you guys had any questions for us. First question from Jason is, what actor would you like to see uh, be in the next Fast and Furious film? So who would Lee like? Who would Lee like to see in the next uh, Fast and Furious film? Uh, I mean, Helen Mirren expressed interest, so I mean, I, I'm all yes. for that. That um, needs to happen. If Helen Mirren wants to be in your movie, you should just say yes. That's just the right answer, I think. I think that yeah, I, I think that the answer other, is solved there. I don't think there's any other yeah, one. Yeah, Dame Helen Mirren. Yeah. Um, I really want Terry Crews to join this series. I feel like everyone from The Expendables needs to jump ship at some point and be like, you know what? We messed this up three times. We should go to the other franchise that seems to be doing it very well. 
Except Randy Couture, he can stay where he is. He gets he gets call followers because people have been punching him. They can bring Liam Hemsworth in, and he can be like, you know, this other crew I got killed on right away. He's also <laughs> dead. <laughs> All right. Um, Rob, this is a new one. Rob asks, "What's your favorite theater chain?" That's a curious. That's one. a good question. I mean, for the most part, I, I do I do visit Cinemarks lately. <laughs> Um, but I, I really like those like small independent theaters where they play music in the beginning and also somebody comes out and talks to you before the movie starts. Cause I find those to be kind of a, a cool place. Um, I mean, there's, there's mostly regals around me. I don't really, I don't tend to have bad experiences with regals. I, I do like regal. I like, I try to like regal over AMC. Um, Can I answer the question? Go yeah. for it. Uh, Regal because they have the little roller coaster thing that plays before the movie, and I love it. It makes me so happy every time I see it. Does that last popcorn really scare you? Every time. That, that last popcorn I use as a weight of how good the theater is because if the bass isn't loud of that popcorn, then the audio experience isn't going to be great for me. You got to go talk to the manager. Please turn it up. Exactly. <laughs> good question by uh, by Rob there. Uh, next question we have from Justin is: uh, What are some of your expectations for the next installment of Star Wars? If any, and uh, oh, I forgot. Do you like zombie movies? Uh, second part first. I love zombie movies. I think anyone that listens to this podcast should know that I love zombie movies. Yeah. Um, expectations for the next Star Wars. Um, I hope there are good and bad. I hope that it's good. Getting exactly. into duels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my. That's my. Uh, Would my you like hope. to see spaceships in it? I'd like to see spaceships. Some right. stars, not too many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple, multiple planet environments. Yeah, uh, prefer. I, <laughs> I want to see at least one Ewok. I, I prefer to see planets that are composed entirely of one type of weather. So you know, maybe just all like, deserts, all yeah, ocean, all just like an all snow. Yeah. No, like other Star Wars movies. Mm, um, that's true. Tatooine, Hoth. Uh, yeah, that it, that it, you know, that it's good. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. John Boyega's in it. They already got me with Black Stormtrooper, so we'll see where that goes. <laughs> Maybe um, Oscar Isaac will get a chance to dance in it. There you, see, there you that, go. If, there's if a, he pulls out a, his guitar and sit, plays some folk songs, it'd be I, even better. I hope instead of, like, maybe a large parade scene at the end, like the happier endings of Star Wars movies, there's just, like, a laid-back, we all go to the cantina and have a fun karaoke session. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> and, of course, there'd be no words. They'd just all be singing Cantina Song by the Moss Eisley Band. So another movie would do uh, expendable stuff better than Expendables? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they get into a lightsaber dartboard they've, contest. They've got it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, April asks, who looked more uncomfortable in that dress from Fast 7? Michelle or Rhonda? Rhonda. Ron- yeah, say. Rhonda. Yeah, yeah, Rhonda looked like she was uh, not having it. She's like, I can't believe I'm wearing this. All right, there you I go. I think that's the right answer. No, that was on the feedback. <laughs> feedback, feedback, feedback. Let's move on now, Ava. What, what time is it? Oh, Aaron, I think that it's uh, time for some games. I got I was, a little furious on that, that one. That was, the mic. yeah, I heard... That you were kind of going hard there at the end there. Way Anyhow. Hey, do you have a game for us this week? I do have a game for you guys. It's called Driving Around in Circles. Essentially, what this game is, is uh, clues about a character from the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, whether it's their acting career and or whatever else, with a very random question at the end. Oh, huh? Huh? Don't worry. You'll get the hang of it. Okay. Do we buzz in and stuff? Or? Yes. Please okay. buzz in with your name. And uh, I will uh, award you a point if you are correct. Okay, so Angie, since you're new to this, basically, when you if you know the answer, say Angie, and then say what the answer, what you think the answer might be. 
That's how okay. We, that's how we, so that's it's how a we, trivia game. That's how, yes, we bu- that's how we buzz in, since we don't have buzzers. We don't have buzzers. <laughs> Yet. The buzzer Here we doesn't go. allow. Uh, as Tej, he's a computer geek, but way back when, he played a police sergeant named Jim Bravara in this video game movie from 2008. Aaron. Aaron. Max Payne? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. I remember Ludacris was in Max Payne. because Wearing uh, glasses. <laughs> oh, he had glasses. Okay. Yeah, he did. I remember Chris O'Donnell was in Max Payne for like a minute, and then he gets shot. And Chris the... O'Donnell? Robin? Yeah. That, that was before NCIS, NCIS LA. Los yeah. Angeles. So that, that was before NCIS LA, so that was still when Chris O'Donnell would be like, oh, Chris O'Donnell has a movie career still. And that, that, now he's on a successful TV series, so good for, good for him. Good yeah. for Robin. Next one. Tyrese plays a United States Air Force soldier in Transformers. In which movie is he given credit as USAF Master Sergeant Epps? Brandon? Brandon. Dark of the Moon. No. Revenge of the Fallen? That's correct. There's only two more. Next one. Before he was Han in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, he was also Han in this independent movie made by... Brandon. Brandon. Damn. Like Tomorrow. That is correct. Next one. Michelle Rodriguez had two film credits to her name before Fast and Furious. She was later in SWAT and named... Um, Brandon. Michelle. Brandon. That is incorrect. Although that's going to come back around later. What's her name in SWAT? It's a guy's name. They think that she's a guy. Um, Christopher. Last name Sanchez, but it's actually just Chris Sanchez. Chris Sanchez is the answer. Okay. Hmm. Thanks for that one, Abe. <laughs> <laughs> he voiced Groot and Iron Giant, but because you have big muscles, sometimes you need to play soldiers, so he did so as a Navy SEAL in this 2005 film as Shane Wolf. Aaron. Aaron. The pacifier? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a the trick. Rock... <laughs> the Rock plays Luke Hobbs in the Fast and Furious franchise, and he works for DSS, which stands for... Oh, boy. DSS. Diplomatic. <laughs> is service one of the S's? Service is one of the S's. <laughs> is secret one of the S's? Nope. Security? Strategic. When you go into a uh, a ninety nine cent store, there's a guy at the door, and he's got a jacket that reads security. Yes. Now put them together in the right I, order. I said and secure. It's... Okay. Brandon, diplomatic security services. That's correct. <laughs> when you said ninety nine cent store, it's like sale. <laughs> that's, 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 correct. that's what the register folks have. Anyway, Fast and Furious Toko Drift came out in two thousand six. Justin Lin directed it. What is Lucas Black's character's name? Oh boy, my fan. Brandon Sean. 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 Wait, uh, wait. Br- Sean. Uh, oh yeah, no, that that's right. I'm trying to think two. of his whole name. Uh, second, second, uh, two more points for a last name. Sean is correct. It's his first name. So I'm gonna give it to Brandon anyway. Per- but it's Boswell. Oh. Sean Boswell. Huh. He acted alongside Freddie Prinze Jr. and She's All That and with James during the week in Varsity of Blues. But can you give me the full first, middle, and last name of Brian O'Connor's undercover profile name in the original Fast and the Furious? His, said, his uh, undercover name? Yeah, his undercover. I know it's, it's, like Brian, Dom, it's like Brian Spilner. I don't remember the, do you the, remember the, middle, the name? middle. I don't know. Brian. It was a TV show on NBC. Frazier. I don't know. <laughs> Seinfeld. So, yeah, my, name, Seinfeld my, name is, my name is Earl. So it's Brian Earl Spiller. 
feel like uh, I Jordana got Brewster that. I got spilled there. I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, Jordana Brewster takes care of the sandwich shop in Fast and Furious. What kind of sandwich is Brandon Aaron. order in the Brandon. shop? Brandon. Tuna sandwich. That's correct. Wow. How did you know that? Because we, we get, come on, Abe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. Don Omar is in two Fast and Furious movies. What is his character's name in the franchise? Omar? Aaron Omar? <laughs> Do you have his first name? Is it Don Omar? That's correct. <laughs> wait, so they're, wait, they're, so they're the, um, they're, they're Deonsbert of the Fast and Furious universe? That's cr- yeah, exactly. Where yeah. They, they just play themselves? They, they have the, they're on the soundtrack. <laughs> You did tell us this one was coming with the Michelle Rodriguez question. Yeah, exactly. His name is Don. I was like, wow, his name is Don Omar in the movie, too. So there you go. Uh, on quick count up, Aaron looks like he won. Brandon comes in second. Uh, and Abe has two answers. But that doesn't mean that you can't come back, Angie. It means that you can. Oh, I can. Brandon win. Yeah. That was a game, Abe. Yeah. <laughs> was driving around in circles. That was definitely a game that we played. Um,. Thanks for that. All right. Moving on here. Wrapping up stuff. Let's get to Out Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, or streaming this week. And we have a few good ones here. We have A Most Violent Year, a movie I really liked a lot. Yeah, I liked I it. I seen it. I think I told you I, I felt like Oscar Isaac was like totally 70s Pacino in that movie. Oh, well, for sure. Hmm. Uh, the Immigrant. Oh. Uh, I heard it was okay. <laughs> I like Marion Cotillard in it. I think she's very yep. good. She's um, fine. It, it's a weird. I, I thought it was a lackluster performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Unu- very unusual. I actually, I yeah. agree to a point because I, I think his, and because it's, a, it's a James Gray film which he's done well in yeah. the past, and I, I was, uh, oh, yeah. I think it's coming off of like watching The Master and her, and especially where it's like, yeah, this is this isn't as strong as those two. Uh, let's see the HBO documentary series, the Foo Fighters Sonic Highways, comes out this week. Interesting. Um, let's see. The Voices comes out this week with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, uh, I've heard good. I heard interesting things about it. I've heard good things, uh, but I I do like Ryan Reynolds in dramatic mode, so I'm curious. Well, I also like Ryan Reynolds. You and I both like Ryan Reynolds in smaller films, like The Nines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's just a good movie. Um, and lastly, Manhattan season one, and I'm bringing this up because I think this is the best show that nobody's watching. Um. It's it's it was it was on WGN, which actually produces TV shows, and um, it's it's about the atomic age. It's about this uh, group of people working on on building an atomic bomb out in out in New, uh, New Mexico, and it's a really good show, and I want more people to see it. But it got a second season, so I'm happy. So some people were watching it. Cool. So there's that. That's what's out now. Um, extremely cool. These are movies currently streaming on Netflix. Someone asked to recommend a movie a week, and uh, so I'm going to do that. Uh, first up, Daredevil hits on Friday, the new Marvel TV series. So uh, catch up on that, and um, I'm sure I'm looking. I'm heavily looking forward to that. But um, as far as anything else, I saw new on Netflix. I haven't watched this yet, but I just feel like I want to recommend it anyway. Wolf Cop is now on Netflix. Yes, I saw that too, and I was like, Aaron and I should watch this movie. For we should. Everybody. We should watch Wolf yeah. Cop, Abe, and then we should do like a, we should talk about it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, did you see Wolf Cop? I haven't seen it yet. I really wanted to see it too. I was, I was hoping to get for review, but someone beat me to it. But Angie, have yeah. you seen Wolf Cop? I have not, but based on the title, I don't know why I have not. Uh, even <laughs> even the poster is amazing. Where it's just he's a wolf wearing a cop uniform, and he's it's a it's a werewolf. So it is not as, like advertised. It's as advertised. <laughs> and he's holding a gun. So I'm like, I'm sold on this. I need to. It's got an this. awesome poster too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. 
extremely cool. Um, all right, next week's show. Next week, I don't know yet, Abe. Um, I know Ex Machina comes out in limited release, but I'm hoping it... I mean, I've seen it, but I'm hoping it gets to you so we can talk about it. But right. uh, we'll see, basically. And uh, Otherwise, maybe we'll be talking about Wolf Cop. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Full spoilers. Full spoilers on Wolf Cop, yeah. exactly. But, he uh, turns into a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll find out, and uh, you know, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, a- April's right. April's not. I mean, after Fury Seven, April's it's, not it's, the. It's not a whole lot. It's not a lot yeah. before, between that now and Avengers in terms of kind right. of mainstream films. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully, X Machina comes because we'll talk. We'll, we'll be talking about X Machina regardless, like either next this next week right. or the week after. But yeah, so. All right. Lastly, uh, what should people go see, and what what do you plan to see next, Brandon? What would you think? Well, I mean, obviously, Fury Seven, but. Um... If it's still around, like uh, it follows, was really good. I, I it's I mean, doing it got, pretty it got, well for it what got it is. Four hundred more theaters this weekend. Yeah, it got so, more yeah, theaters. It's, definitely... it's, it's something people should really check out and get a theatrical experience on. And what do you plan to see next? New? Yes. Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it, it could be something next weekend. It could be something. It could be you know Avengers. I don't know. A little I, column I, A, a little column B. <laughs> I'm a parent. It's not always easy to get out. So Fair, this okay. is true. Fair enough. Abe? Uh, I definitely recommend It Follows. You should go see that just because of the um, the kind of scare that you'll get from it, like what we discussed on the on the show. It's not so much something that's like just slasher film, but kind of more of a of a way that the, the director is crafting the entire movie. Um, and then what I'm going to see next, hopefully I can catch Ex Machina. I mean, I really, really want to be in the know about this movie. Angie, you think of anything? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think everyone should go see Ex Machina, but I know it's not in theaters right now. Honestly, the last movie I saw in theaters that I loved was Cinderella, but that was a while ago. And the next movie that I want to see is uh, Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. I think it's already uh, been out for a week or two, and I've heard really good things, but sadly I haven't gotten around to it yet. So I'm really looking forward to it. That continues to be what I want to see next, too. I've been busy, but hopefully I'll be able to see that at some point. Um, and yeah, I'd completely recommend it. It follows... Fury Seven. I mean, we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, anyone that's listening to anyone that's listening to this probably has seen it at this point. But uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's a it's a nice treat before like the summer begins. So there you go. And uh, with that, that's uh, going to do it, guys. That's going to do it for this week's episode about now with Aaron and Abe. Uh, you can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodazeek.com. You can find all my written movie reviews as well as at Rant Hollywood, where I'm doing reviews and all kinds of news items there. Really, I'm writing for so many places these days. My Facebook page, facebook.com slash Zeke, is a good place to go. You can also find me at Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogsite.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag Aaron's PS4. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Brandon? Um, I kick out Blu-ray reviews on whysoblue.com, and you can check out um, my many film retrospectives on Naptown Nerd, which is naptownnerd.blogspot.com, on Twitter, at btpeters. And Jihan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AJHAN. Uh, you can find my writing at slashfilm.com. And I actually also host a podcast with um, Chrissy Pachko and Perry Nemiroff, two other movie writers. Uh, it's called Popcorn Prosecco, and you can find it at popcornprosecco.com. Very cool. You can also find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at outhhwlod.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show and other shows, including the Walking Dead podcast, the Long Locks of Dooms, and other fun shows about comics and games and cool stuff like that. Listen to us over at outnow.podomatic.com as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. You can email us your thoughts on Furious 7 and more at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet at us at twitter.com 
slash outnow underscore podcast. And lastly, our Tumblr page, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. You can follow us there. And our voicemail line, 972-798-3830. You can feel free to send us a voicemail and let us hear your audio thoughts in some way, and we can respond to them and possibly make fun of you. That's not what we'll do. I'm kidding. But you should really respond. Um, Brandon, Angie, thank you both for being thank with you. us today. Huge thank thing. you. This Thanks is my first time me. on. I'm really, I had a really good time. Yeah, Abe said you're allowed to come back, so I mean, I guess you can come back at some point. And I was to me. <laughs> it's written in the rules. Yeah. But next time, I guess I better uh, do some trivia. I better like do some IMDb research before I come on again. Yeah, Abe, Abe really went to task with us on the game this week. But yeah, there's uh, there's some fierce John competitors. Omar is, is a hard question. There's some fierce <laughs> game competitors on this podcast. Uh, there really are. In the past, yeah. so some people are you know ready to go when it comes to the games. Some people have to be more than just fast. Um, with all of that said, I don't know what we're going to talk if, about next week. If yet. listeners are listening to this point, please count up the number of times we said that exact phrase and email us. I hope that at the end of this, that there's a blooper reel, much like you do to Chappie, where we said all the, where we said all the times Chappie. we said Chappie. <laughs> it's just, it's just the word fast. It's just us saying Chappie the entire episode is just at the end of the Chappie episode. I hope so there's a fan. I that. hope there's a fan edit of all of our podcasts where they just say the number of times we say colon hat dive hat hat. hat hyphen parentheses or what have you we're looking at you justin um but with all that said this has been a lot of fun guys it's been fun to talk about theory seven guys and until next week when we figure out whatever we're going to talk about that's going to do it so so long and goodbye it's been a long day without you my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through. That I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path. I know we love to hit the road and laugh, but something told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days, hard work forever pays. Now I see you in a better place. See you in a better place. Ah. Can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. When I see you again First you both go out your way And the vibe is feeling strong It was small turned to a friendship A friendship turned to a bond And that bond will never be broken The love will never be broken And there's where we play some of the trailer for Furious 7 You should keep that in the episode.